You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? Ty is in Florida now. I am back, but Ty wanted to talk still. We're going to talk about Celtics uh, pre-All-Star break. All the stuff that happened over the All-Star break. The Cavs are in disarray, which should surprise nobody. And then we got to talk about KG getting his number retired. Chris Bosh not getting into the Hall of Fame on the first chance. Is that fair? Is it not? Should KG's number get retired? I don't know. We'll talk about it all. If you haven't already, you can leave a rating review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you guys listen to us. And you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at 5OutPod. And let's get it going. I'm just trying to be alright with it, yeah. I'm just trying to be alright with it, yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it, yeah. I just want to be alright with it, yeah. So when I listened to you guys last week, I heard, I think it was Ty said this, that he was, that I had built this that episode up to like some big thing because I was expecting something and you didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Well, Ty, you know Matt loves to talk shit. So I was really hoping that he was going to start something while I was away. Clearly he did because he's talking shit about me covering baseball and not basketball. Matt, you know I can cover both, right? I'm very capable. Sure. Sure? I think I did a pretty damn good job, but I was losing my mind. No Celtic stuff at all from us, other than you two guys. I know. No worry. We held it down. Ty, you're on mute right now, just so you know. All right, no, you're good. What were you saying? I was, I was saying you literally did cover both sports, so yes. Yes, yes. Thank you. See, this is why I like Ty more than you, because you're a dick, Matt. <laughs> Anyways, um, but I thought you guys did a good job. And also, I missed the – would you guys say the best Celtics game of the year on Thursday when they played the Clippers? I would say it's, I would say it's up there. What would be – I mean, I watched it. I was at Twin Peaks where Ty was spending his time with uh, OMF earlier today. I mean, I don't know if that there was a – What's what's a better game, the Lakers game? No, I'm just saying. I yeah, it has to be up there. I can't think off the top of my head. I, it was pretty good. Ty, you probably like the Bulls Celtics games, right? <laughs> yeah, I would probably say beginning to end the Lakers game was probably their best though. Like the Clippers game was great, <laughs> but like the Lakers game was like domination from beginning to end. Well, yeah, so, well, I, I Nick, are you saying in the sense of how they played or the game? I like, meant just, yeah, because I see how Ty's taking it. Yeah, Ty's right yeah. in terms of how they played. He's right. 
in terms of like the, the quality actual of the game? game? Yeah, if if I was thinking more of Ty, like what mm. Ty was thinking. You're talking about the actual game? Yeah, that, I mean it was it was awesome. It was like, compelling from start to end. It was outstanding. And, and, and the only thing was, and you you said this to me when we were talking the other day, Matt, was how there wasn't. Um, who wasn't there? Uh, Paul George. He injured. He injured his hamstring middle of the game. Obviously, Patrick Beverly wasn't there. Jalen Brown uh, was hurt going into the game too. So you'd think him, no Beverly. That kind of evens it out. But when George is gone too, it's like uh, definitely advantage. Would you say advantage Celtics at that point, guys? I would just say it would have been a bad loss if the Celtics lost. It, it's not a bad loss yes. to the Clippers. It's a. It would have been a bad loss for the Celtics because That's both it. of them aren't there. Yeah, it's a half-assed Celtics or a half-assed Clippers team with a full-strength Celtics team at home going into the break. It, and their and their records out. and their records not great against you know the top-tier teams. Mm, yeah. Okay, it's the Western Conference team traveling from South you know Southwest America to Northeast America, literally opposite corner of the country. The script played for the Celtics to win that game. They did, of course. We got to see Marcus Morris, too. I, can't, I cannot believe still that Mo Harkless got the shaft so bad that he is with the Knicks, and now Mook's living it up with the Clippers. That is just the worst deal ever for Mo Harkless. Yeah, that's pretty Be that's better. Like send a purgatory. <laughs> There's some other crazy shit that's gone on recently, and I do want to touch on that. But obviously, the All-Star game happened. Um I got to see – I didn't get to see the slam dunk contest live. So, there was all the drama and everything. Did you guys both watch it live? Yes, I watched it live. Ty? Of course, yeah. I okay. loved it. So, I got to see – oh, by the yeah, way, yeah, I, I had – it. it. was great. I had drama with both of my flights, and we can touch on that later if you guys want to hear, but it was freaking ridiculous. But I missed, I missed it live. I saw it at the end. I mean – I think they, I, I, I think Dwayne Wade might have fixed it a little bit. I mean, I still, I mean, do you guys think Aaron Gordon got screwed? Of course, and I don't know how you can come to any other conclusion besides that. Well, how did he get I think, screwed? I though? think yeah, absolutely. How? Oh, <laughs> I, I, I don't think there was an agenda to be like, okay, well, we're gonna vote against Aaron Gordon, but I, I don't think you could watch those dunks that he had. Derek Jones's that. dunks were just as impressive. Derek Jones's Jones dunks were stupid. I know I'm not trying to shit on Derek Jones, but I feel like he's only incapable of doing a 360 between the legs. It sure sounds like you're trying to shit on Derek Jones. Well, I'm just saying Aaron Gordon got it. <laughs> the problem really is they, they, they were giving out 50s like it was candy. Right, right. Yep. And like, not, my like, thing is Aaron Gordon did a 360, uh, did like a between the legs, whatever, whatever. Say it was a 360 dunk. The tornado thing? No, the, no. The, that okay. one was off the side of the backboard. That was the best dunk of the night. So mm-hmm. if you want to say who had the best dunk tonight, he did. But you're talking about Gordon. No, yes. But I'm okay, no, the one there was one that Kenny Smith called like a reverse tornado, and it was one that Jones did, and it was that between the legs where he cocked yeah, it back. Yeah, that was between the legs, three sixty dunk, whatever. Go, uh, mm-hmm. Derek Jones did that. Oh, so you're saying that with Gordon, when when Jones would do a dunk and then Gordon would do something similar, they got a similar score, and you don't think that should happen? It it was on one specific dunk. Gordon did a dunk. Mm-hmm. That he literally did a 360 between the legs, where Jones threw it off the glass, jumped over somebody, and did a similar dunk. That's more impressive than how does Gordon get the same score? Now there were a couple other things. I I understand. I totally get what you're saying. There were a couple other things that stood out to me too. Connaughton, his his dunk over Giannis was impressive, and I know we saw like the the um, he was he smashed it up against the backboard and then threw down. Like that was a dunk you needed to see in slow motion. And I think Ty with Jones. 
that's where he was even more impressive was when you slowed things down a little bit, you could see how difficult his dunks were. Cause he was more, I felt like his dunks were tougher and he had to be a little bit more violent with his movement. Whereas Gordon was just like, everything's just so goddamn smooth with that guy. It was weird how like once he cleared taco fall, he was immediately <laughs> declared the winner by everybody on the broadcast. Uh, I mean, like, there's, there's an ESPN radio cut, Mark Kestisher. He literally goes, and he clears taco fall. And that should win him the dunk contest. He is the 2019 or 2020 dunk contest champion. And he didn't win it, obviously. But, like, right. it was just weird. That taco because, like, dunk wasn't that cool. Let's be no, real. He, he didn't really clear him. But then again, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, like, he didn't clear a 7-5 guy. He cleared 7-2. Okay, big deal, no. whatever. Yeah. The, my the my point was, is, like, like, people keep focusing on Wade for, you know, putting <laughs> – nine like he wasn't the only one it was yeah. Chadwick Boseman and who else Scotty Pippen uh like, why is Dean Wade because he had the Miami tie that makes sense but like there's two other judges who clearly swayed the the tide here so you guys know I've talked about what I, I, I honestly don't I don't give a fuck who wins the dunk contest, but like mm. there's th there's two other judges. It's not just D Wade. So worldwide, Wob, you guys know that this Rob the way things ridiculous. Rob Perez from I know uh, Rob Perez. Well, that's what happens when you're in Florida. Um, is uh, from the Action Network. He did this whole thing, this whole like video breakdown of Dwayne Wade and how it's like he's clearly the one that fixed it. And if you watch the details and how he breaks it all down, it's like a five and a half minute video. I swear to God, if you're at work when you guys are listening to this, it's totally worth your time because the breakdown is outstanding. I, I firmly believe that Dwayne Wade absolutely fixed it. But at the same time, if you think about it, everybody else kind of fixed the, the rest of the judges kind of fixed it too. So how wrong is Dwayne Wade really in it, in all this? You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think Aaron Gordon is just crying about it. Just get over it. I, the mm. problem, the problem was with the judging the whole time, I think, because some of the scores that were fifties, like everything was like a 50. And then mm. once they went to overtime, they don't, they don't prepare for that. They would pull in dunks out of their ass at the end. Right. Yeah, exactly. Dwight Howard's dunk. I know you hate him, but Dwight uh, Howard's was, dunk. That first dunk was pretty ridiculous. That was so – you're talking no, – but, but the problem was that one was better than the Superman Kate BS one. That one wasn't even that good. This no. first one was absurd. And he did not get a 50 on that, right? No, that's why I said the judging was horrible. Yeah, see, that one was like – that one, when you watch it in slow motion, is it's, infinitely it's more impressive. It's yeah. stupid. That's yeah. how, like, doesn't even make sense. It's the one where you put the cape on. Like, I, it was a cool Kobe thing. Like, he, he, I guess Kobe. He threw it down hard, but come on, that's it. No, nah, it, was, it wasn't a good dunk. No, exactly. I think, that, I think, though, I think Jones was, I mean, I, I, at the end of it all, I think Pat Connaughton, as much as he's a mask guy and everything, I think he ended up having the worst showing, but it was he was fine. It's just this, those two dunks were too similar to me. But worst Dwight's, than Dwight, Dwight's well, well, okay, he had the worst overall performance. I would say Dwight's first dunk, though, Ty, that one was pretty damn cool. That's a that's a fine opening dunk, but that is not a dunk that you're saying like I'm here to win the contest. That's Dude, not that was that was that looked so hard though. He paused for like a, a good second midair. He's he is literally the most bounciest seven foot guy in the history of the world. Like, okay, yes. congratulations. I love Dwight Howard, but I mean, that no, was don't. not an impressive dunk. You don't love Dwight Howard. Don't say that on this show. What the hell's the I'm matter with that? I'm, I'm obligated to say that. Ah, there you go. But obviously, they had the All Star game too. And one thing that stood at the end of it all was apparently Kemba Walker played through his minutes limit, which is a whole another issue. Brad Stevens, I was just at a Celtics practice, as you guys know, and he was fine with it. 
I think that's a bit of an issue. That's just me. But before we get to any other Celtic stuff, the All Star game, a success in both your minds? Has to be. I've never. I couldn't tell you last time I watched a fourth quarter in the All Star game. What was there a moment you guys like noticed like, oh shit, this is this is actually going to work. Like it's actually going to be competitive. Cause I felt like there was one play in particular that kind of stood out. I thought it was getting kind of competitive, like in the third quarter when they were trying to win the money for their whatever, like it kind of like that last mm. minute or so it kind of got competitive cause it was close mm-hmm. and whoever won the quarter got the money donated or whatever. I thought it got kind of competitive there, but I, don't, I mean, I, I knew going in, I had a feeling going in. That's why I watched the fourth quarter that they were going to be competitive. Like, Mm-hmm. There's a reason they're changing the format. Now, I don't like the way it ended, but, you know, I'd like I, – I, it can't be perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen. Games end on free throws. It doesn't no. happen. How, how often is that going to happen? Like, yeah, but that shouldn't end like that. Well, that I end. guess in that sense it's a little different. It's it, a little they, different. They should, make it, they should make it that you get fouled. If you get fouled shooting the ball, if it's a shooting foul, I should say, mm. then you can go to the line and win it. Not like on the floor because you're in the bonus. I don't – you just know, because again, the scoring format, the way the game ends is a little different than normal. Yeah, obviously you can, games are won on free throws. I'm just saying in that, I think it would be cooler if it was just like, you know, if they got another possession. I mean, again, it's not like pickup where I want it's like guys going to the rack and you just lay them out because you know that they, don't, they can't win on a free throw. Like, that'd be horrible. I'm just saying, like, if it's a mm-hmm. shooting foul, then yes, okay, you can win on a free throw. But on the floor, come on. Right, that's fair. Ty, I felt like, and you, I'm sure you'll appreciate this because it's your guy. I felt like in the fourth quarter when they actually started calling fouls, that was like the first time all night James Harden like actually looked pretty good. James Harden sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time, Ty. Dude, he, he was horrible the whole game. I thought he sucked. Well, he was starting to get – but what I mean is he was starting to get calls, and, and he wasn't getting them all game. That was the only time – I mean, Ty, how did you feel about Giannis's comments? That's the NBA. They do that in every game. I'm, I'm pretty sure every single game James Harden plays, and there's a game plan to attack James Harden. It's, it, that is literally the, like, basketball 101. He, he, he but Matt's right. He did not look good all game. I mean, it was seriously the fourth quarter when he was getting calls. Yeah. That's why I said that. That's it. Yeah, he doesn't play good defense, and that was blatantly obvious to, you know, the other team in the All-Star game. Um, let me throw some, I have three rule changes for the all-star you want to throw your way. Oh, I want, I, the game should be win by two. Do you like that or no? <sighs> Did you like the, 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 uh, Elam ending? Uh, what is it called? Elam ending? Yeah. Elam right? ending. I thought it was fine. I thought, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I, I mean, look, the free throw thing was the anticlimactic, but that's really, I mean, win by two. Yeah. I mean, when you're playing to 157, I think you should just be whoever gets there first. I want, I want to mic up the players and I want the defense to call the fouls. That is like the ultimate. That would be so great to have a mic yeah, player and have like offense, arguments on ESPN. No, no. Well, it wouldn't be that bad. James Harden would call a foul every possession. Exactly. He would kick that fucking leg out every time and he would go to the line shooting three. But then yeah. again, if he called it on, on national TV on Giannis for fouling him, yeah. it would be gold because it would be like Giannis would be like, well, you soft ass, what are you talking about? I didn't foul you. I didn't touch you. And then James would say, oh, it doesn't matter. This is the game. These are the rules. These are the rules. No, so, defense, yeah, defense calls fouls. Can't, can't end the game under free throw, and defense calls fouls while they're mic'd up. Okay. The, so, everyone says the NBA killed it in terms of the All-Star game. 
small little fixes, and mm. clearly they would have the best all-star game of any pro sports league. I think right now they have the best all-star game. Like after after what happened, that was the best one I've ever seen. <laughs> I never watch both. hockey. But- pro ball is painful. I like Major League Baseball because I like baseball, but that's really it. This was the most like baseball compelling sucks. game. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you what. I'm so happy to be back. Like I said before, so never been happy to be happier to be away from what baseball. It, I know, I know it's a basketball show, but and and I just wanted to bring, like the commissioner of baseball. Wow, I thought. I mean, he's making uh, Good, Goodell look good. I mean, it just shows you that Adam Silver is, I think, the best. Mm. You know, you know, guy in in any sport. I can't. I'm trying to think of any sport. No questions asked. I mean, I don't know. Well, look, we don't know the hockey commissioner, but I feel like he gets booed a lot. But I don't think Silver Gary really runs into that much. I think he's the best yeah. commissioner in sports, I, especially after watching that, this baseball guy. What a joke. I, this is bad, man. I mean, everybody used to trash on Bud Selig, and this guy's just – I mean, you go and talk about the trophy trophy like that, man. It's like <laughs> guys sacrifice a lot to get that shit. It's just – call it a piece of metal. He's, such a, he's a dumbass. But – um. But yeah, Silver's done. I mean, so, like the All Star Game is just another thing that Silver's done a great job with. If only he could help out the Players Association and make sure that Kyrie Irving wasn't a vice president. Yeah, um, that'd probably be in his best interest. I couldn't. When I saw that, I was. Who was the first person you thought of after Kyrie got uh, announced as a as a vice president of the Players Association? Was there anybody you guys thought of in particular? Because there was someone that stood out to me. I I think for me it was wasn't it Marcus Marty said like I'm um sick of these. Uh, Kyrie Irving questions like we're done talking about him like the team doesn't like talking about him like move on it's a media fan thing but see here's what I thought of for me that the first name that popped up for me was Jalen Brown why because Jalen Brown is also a vice president for the Players Association so that poor bastard is going to have to deal with Kyrie Irving all over again with with in a whole different level and he had that whole video and everything and he was like you know talking about leadership and I'm like my god Jalen cannot get away from him. There's nothing he can do. He's just going to be with him forever. He's got forever. to suck, man. Forever. <laughs> now, I wonder if, like, the the vice president of the players committee or whatever the bullshit role he's serving in, was, was there nobody else that wanted to serve? Like, was he literally <laughs> the only person? Like, did he did he run unopposed? Was this an unopposed election? No, you know what's uh, It's a know. good time. It's a good time for him to get elected. His shoulders messed up. He can't come to Boston. I was I was he waiting won't be for him. Here in two weeks. What the fuck? I was is waiting that about? for him. I was waiting for him. I was waiting he knew for you were him. Coming. What a clown! He knew you were coming, Matt. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, go do your VP stuff. So, He's Matt, how much do you love? All questions. Jesus, how much do you love that guy is? How much do you love Perk right now, Matt? Because he is going after Kyrie at every I, turn. Listen, listen. I Kyrie Irving is officially dead to me. He's dead. I already That's hated. Weird. I mean, I hated him, but I can't even hate him anymore because he's just dead. He's dead to me. So, I don't even. I don't even know who he is. And now, what? If cool. you had to watch him or Harden play, Kyrie and what? I'd watch Kyrie play over hard. You watch Kyrie play over, okay? Kyrie he, all day. Yeah, he's much more. Doesn't mean I doesn't mean I I literally I hate him more than Harden though. So okay, then let me ask you this: If they're playing each other in the finals, which team are you rooting for? Kyrie. Really? No. Yeah. If we're no, talking, no, no, I say no, no, we're talking no, no, about no, no, as no. a basketball player. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're talking about like as a talent, right? Well, I mean, he's still, but like, I'm not, no, obvi- no, obviously, all three of us are in agreement, right? We, we'd rather watch Kyrie Irving play basketball. Just, nah, the pl- I, we're not we're I, talking I, about I his. Pers- I personally can't say Harden because I've already been on record saying I would stop <laughs> watching basketball if James Harden wins a, a championship. So oh, I, well, I, I, I like to watch basketball, so I'd have to say Kyrie. You really put yourself on a corner, you dumbass. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> I would rather see Kyrie win than, than James Harden too, but Kyrie and obviously Kyrie's already won. No. But you would not. I tie. think I would. No, I would rather see James Harden win a title than than Kyrie Irving. I think like Kyrie Irving. It's just factual that James Harden's a better score than Michael Jordan. There um, we go. No, I think that if Kyrie, I think Kyrie Irving would be the most the most annoying human being in the history of the planet if he was a if he was the alpha. In terms of a team that I mean, I'm saying this year's Nets team. If he mm-hmm. took this year's Nets and won a title with them, he would be insufferable. Mm-hmm. He would be so ridiculous. He would see himself as as a savant. Like it, he is. Yeah, he thinks he's, he's a so prophet. Success, when he's successful, he is he unbearable. Is yes, exactly. Yes. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you. You good? I got you. Yeah, it's. I mean, we tweeted out the some of the stuff, and like, I think I tweeted out when I, we saw the news about Kyrie's injury. I tweeted out how he's only played in 20 games this year, and my buddy West was like. Well, what does that matter? He's made like 81,753 starts in real life. That's all that matters. I mean, that's how he thinks so. And I, I, I'm glad that some of his teammates get along with him. Like DeAndre Jordan's always got his back. Torian Prince apparently does now too. But it's just I don't understand. Like guys say he's all positive and everything, and I can see how he wants to be sometimes. But it, to me, it's just like you want to be positive on your own terms. I, I just I feel like Jalen Brown is going to – when he's when his term ends as a VP of the Players Association, he's gonna say, you know what, I'm all set. See you guys. Thanks. I would do the same thing. I wouldn't want to be part of that if I'm him anymore. Cause, it, cause it, yeah. by all accounts, it seems like that was the guy who got who dealt with Kyrie's shit the most of anybody. He has a brain on his shoulders. He's got to deal with a guy who thinks the earth is flat, mm-hmm. and now they're on the same playing field in terms of in terms of caving for what is good for the players. Like, how is a guy who considers the earth if you walk off the end of the earth? He thinks you would literally just fall off of it because it's yeah. friggin' flat. And he and the players voted this guy to say, you know what? This guy is the best representative for our interest. We need to make him our leader now. Like, well, I, my, but the thing that's weird to me what? is why do you want a superstar be in one of your reps? Like I look at that. Jalen Brown's young, so fine, no big deal. Um, I mean, you, you have that argument. But then it's like it's Biombo, it's Iguodala. Then there's Garrett Temple. I know CP3's at the top, but um, as the president, but it's like you want those middle guys, right? You want, like, representing the common player. Kyrie doesn't need to worry about that stuff. He just does his own thing. He's going to get paid because he's Kyrie, Uncle Drew and everything. It just seems strange to me. I mean, I know it's, it's more politics than anything else, but I don't know. It just seems like, like you're getting bad representation if you're Daniel Tice or – I don't know who's another. Why would you, what's the point of having a middleman? Not not a middleman, but like a Daniel Tice or a Bismack Biombo, a guy who like nobody like middle America, like an average NBA fan doesn't know those guys. So like, why wouldn't you want to have a guy who has a loud voice and a CP3 or LeBron, like a player who is respected by everyone in the league, not Kyrie Irving, a guy who can actually put together co- cogent thoughts. Not but what, Kyrie Irving. What I'm saying is I would rather have those guys because when you're dealing with the league, because that's what it's more about, you're dealing with the league, you want to have guys who know what it's like to not be a superstar who gets, you know, fuck you money just because. Like you want a guy right. who only gets decent contracts. Like Evan Turner would be someone who makes, excuse me, makes better sense. Or, or like I said, Tice or 
um, I don't know, George Hill, someone that you eat. Well, maybe not Bledsoe. I don't want to do that. Jared too, Matt, Dudley but, or something like that, you know? Yeah. Maybe Bledsoe. Would that work for you, Matt? Would you like him representing the Players Association? As long as he's not my point guard, I don't care. Yeah, you hate every point guard in the league. Speaking of ex-Celtics, though, um, obviously we got the news. I think it was the night of the Clippers game, and I know you were excited, Matt. KG's going to get his number retired. That's going to happen next year. Matt, I know where you stand, but I don't know where Tyler stands, so I want to hear from him first. Do you think this is right by the Celtics, or do you think this was a little bit much? Um, absolutely wrong because he should not have his number retired unless Ray Allen and Rajon Rondo and Paul Pierce also all of them have their number retired. That's a little strong of a take. I'm surprised Rondo got thrown in there. I will say I'm surprised I, Rondo got thrown in Rondo there. may be a stretch, but the big three, I think you, it's all or nothing for the big three. The big three, it's all or nothing. Rondo nah, maybe nah, Ray, Ray, le- Ray left you. So? And who really made – yeah, but hold on, hold on. Ray left you one, two so. – who made who made them a championship Matt, Matt, contender? You've dated hot Matt, you've who, dated hot girls in your life. I'm who, sure a hot girl ever left you. You still knew she was hot. You you still haven't let me finish. <laughs> still haven't let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you struck was, a chord, Ty. Yeah, wow. That was a good analogy. That was a good analogy. It, it was a good analogy. You were absolutely right. Go ahead, Matt. Please. I no, it's not a good analogy. He left the team like <laughs> he was there longer. How long was Ray on the Celtics? I think it was five years. I'll pull that up. Screw them. Anyway, who Ty, who who made the Celtics who they were and, and that why they won a championship? Who made them relevant? Don't tell me Ray, Ray Allen. Don't tell me Ray <laughs> Allen, KG. Like it, I mean it's to, to say to say that 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 if KG gets his number retired, Ray Allen should that's stupid as shit, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, well, okay, so I, I would I would agree with you with the fact that if you had a priority, it would be Ray. It would be Paul, it would be Ray, I'm sorry, no, it would be Kevin Garnett one, then Paul two, and then Ray three, and then Rondo four. That'd be your priority. Okay, so but it's I, not even a priority. It's, it's just the, it's the big KG's three. A Hall it's of the Famer. big three. <laughs> I, so it's Ray Allen. Yeah, but um, my point is so you is don't Paul have Pierce. to retire Ray Allen's jersey. Why would you? You don't have to retire Garnett's? I'm not – listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing that they should have retired his number. I'm, I'm saying, though – it's not like it's like this huge deal. Like, why would they retire him? And uh, and they should. You oh, just said no, that no. Rondo should get his number retired. I almost puked in my mouth. The Celtics do have an issue though, because they retire way too many numbers. Like, it's it's weird. Like, it's something that they should have probably like a ring of honor instead of like retiring numbers. Like, they have like twenty five retired numbers. But I do agree, Kevin Garnett is the guy most worthy of the numbers. But like, if you bring Kevin Garnett in here and you take Ray Allen off the roster like things are way different that's a crazy hypothetical throughout there but I think it's the big three it created a movement that changed the NBA forever and I think all three of them deserve it I don't so, I don't know uh, what the criteria you, you, you is won't they will never number but those three they, deserve it they won't retire Ray Allen's jersey I agree they will not that's retire Allen. that's yeah. a fact they that's won't. not gonna happen but well now is the departure yes I think I think that's a big factor, but I also I'm telling you that KG was you can say big three, whatever. It's like LeBron on the Heat. The big three was LeBron. If LeBron's not there, you and you put another All Star there. If you put another All Star instead of KG, they still KG made them who they were. Mm-hmm. He changed the culture of the Celtics. Not Ray yeah. Allen. KG did. Yep, he turned them into a championship team as much as he wasn't. Now he hadn't won yeah, himself. Me, he, me personally, it's he shouldn't be retired as a Celtic. 
he should be retired as a goddamn Timberwolf. And the fact that they have not, not done that is a, is a damn shame. That's that's okay. bizarre. With the way guys, with the way teams are doing it now, right? Like the Grizzlies announced it while Randolph was still on the team, right? Like that, it was it wasn't even a doubt in their mind. I don't know why the, the Timberwolves didn't get out ahead of the Celtics on this one. But going back to the Rondo thing, real quick. First of all, KG would deserve it over Ray Allen, no doubt in my mind. I don't think that you need to have. Ray Allen's retired just because you were, I don't think because you're retiring KGs that you have to retire Rays, but I am a little surprised they are retiring KGs. Rondo was here for nine years though. Okay. KG was here for six and Rondo was what he was all NBA. He was all defensive. Don't do this. Don't do this. He's four time all-star. Make the case. He's a a champion here. If you look Matt, if you look at how the Uh, Celtics fired, stop moaning for two seconds. Okay, if you look at if you if you look at how the Celtics retire numbers, would it, it's not outlandish to think that they're going to retire Rondos? If they do, they I will officially puke in my mouth. Why? I mean, why dude, would you be stunned by that? How does that? How does that surprise that's you? Stupid. Why? What did he ever do? This is what they do. They retire everybody who was like really he won good. A title. Yes, and he won a title. Oh wow, yeah, because he was the driving force in that title. You would be surprised if they did that. I would be, yeah. I would honestly lose a lot of respect if they retire his number. <laughs> this is this is where you make your final stand. Is if they retire Rondo's number? No, I'm I just said I would lose. I would no. I'd lose a lot of respect for the organization. Ty just uh-huh. said it. Ty said they they retired. They, I mean, I don't even know how many open numbers they have left. Someone but, tweeted it out. It's not a lot. It's, it's not. It's, it's not it's a lot. Abs- it's absurd. Like, the rest of the league has ten. Like like two, three, and four, and five. Like those teams have like ten retired numbers. The Celtics have 24. 24 it's, retired numbers. It's 24? That's yeah. stupid. Yes. Damn. I mean, that's why Marcus Smart wears uh, 36, right? You would think, why the hell would you wear 36? It's probably his eighth choice. It's a terrible number. I don't mean to disparage Kevin Garnett, but he only had Uh-oh. one season over 16 <laughs> points a game. One. Here we one go. season over 16 points a game in Boston. Four-time All-Star. Yeah, because you know why you're a stats guy. I'm telling you, watch <laughs> you if you there watch is. if you watch them play. Team. If you watch the Celtics play, KG was the driving force in anything they did. The year he got hurt, the second year they couldn't even beat the goddamn Dwight Howard Magic. What a joke! Hey, so was Kevin was Kevin Garnett not the driving force when he was averaging 24 and 12 in Minnesota for all those years? Um, listen, I already, I've already, I just said that Minnesota should retire. It, it should be in Minnesota. But I'm saying yeah, they, I they under- can do both. You can do both. It's but not I, like under- I understand why the Celtics want to do it because, to be honest with you, he changed the Celtics culture. They went from a disaster of a franchise for I don't even know how many years. They were just a, they just sucked. And he changed that. <laughs> They, they they were disappointing. And no, they yeah, suck. They, 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 they suck. Yes, they were years. They suck. They, but KG was with, actually a with five. With Marcus Banks. Oh God, he was Tony he was a, a five time All Star for the Celtics, and I believe he was uh, first team All Defense once. I know he made All Defensive a couple times here. Um, yeah, so he was still. I mean, he was still very good, and obviously, you know, won one, made it to one, other one, and then they lost to LeBron's Heat. And if you ask KG, and that was 2012, if you ask KG, they got screwed in that one too. So of they did. I don't know. I, the one that sticks out to me is, is always 2010 Game Six. I stand by that one. That was that game was friggin' fixed. And this only so, game. Hold on. If they lose in the, sports, in the finals to Kobe in the 07-08 finals, if they lose that that final series in say seven games. 
Does he not get his number retired? Because his numbers they, they, are like they didn't though, Ty. What the? This is a, that's, that's a Max Kellerman hypothetical. That is a, they won Game Six by a hundred. I know, but what I'm saying is, you win a series in six games. That's not that far apart. I mean, that's that's not a they a, won a sweep. They what won. Are you talking about? <laughs> I'm making an argument that if if one game goes another way, a couple bounces of the basketball. <laughs> if Ray Allen doesn't but it make didn't a, go the other way. What does it matter? If Ray Allen doesn't make that three is, against the Spurs, is LeBron and LeBron only has two rings? Is he is still everybody saying he's the greatest of all time? I mean, little things no, happen in a game, dude. The argument for the, for Garnett seems to always be, oh, we won a title. He was the leading force. He changed the culture. Well, okay, uh, that's he changed the eight. Up here, that shit matters. That matters a lot. Okay, well, I don't know. Why I, I, like, just, I just, I just think what you're saying, is, you're really, you're really downplaying the effect KG had on the Boston Celtics. Like just culture, team, winning, everything. He changed the Celtics. I, 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 and I would, I would agree with you. I probably totally am. I'm a complete outsider who's who watched the games, like you know, as the guy who had no rooting interest. And I did not see Kevin Garnett as like the clear guy on their team. Like Paul Pierce was <laughs> was legit. Like yes, we he was. overlooking Paul Pierce as a guy who like was a bucket in that series against mm. the Lakers. He destroyed That's always- the Lakers. Matt's never given Paul his fair shake. I will say that. That's that's a fact. Is it because he's going to until KG came here? What, what was that, Matt? What? What did you say? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, no, 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 no. You said something. Because you know I'm right. Oh, I said because I always thought Kobe was better than Pierce. That's why. Well, that's uh, – yeah. Well, no shit. I mean, that's – come well, on. I'm that's... saying I was a Kobe fan, so that's – anybody talked up Pierce, I always backed up Kobe. Oh. I, okay. I, I, I grew to respect Pierce more as it went on, but – no, you're right, Nick. I when I was younger, no, I didn't. Yeah, the, the, but the, I wish we saw Pierce as we were older because being around, like being able to watch him so much, I didn't appreciate him. Like, yeah. and you hear guys talk about like to the extent that some other guys do. And when you watch him now, it's like, yeah, he wasn't crazy athletic. We've said it on here before, but he's, he, he just, just got it. He just got it done. His machine, his moves though, he was like a machine when it came to this. It was just automatic. Well, and he, I, got, I, he was I, really good at getting to his spot. Yeah, that too. Yes, I mean that he was uh, he was a good mid range shooter. That's for damn sure. Speaking of the, well, the one last thing in that two thousand eight NBA Finals, Kevin Garnett changed culture so much. You know they won that series in six games. He was such an influential force. They voted Paul Pierce the MVP of the series. That that's fine, but that's what I'm saying. I don't. That stuff doesn't matter. Without KG, they never win a title. And then they they're not Pierce without never the wins MVP a title without KG. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Does Shaq, does Shaq win, does Shaq win three titles without Kobe? No. There's your answer. Mm. Doesn't exactly. mean Kobe Bryant isn't one of the greatest basketball players of all time because he had Shaq on his team. What, is it, like, what does that matter? Ty, like we're arguing the defining achievement for Kevin Garnett to have his number retired is because he was the, the leading force of a title team. Because you keep going off stats. You keep going off stats. It's mm-hmm. stupid. That's not a stats. He wasn't named the best player in his own series. Because that's all about But it's not just about the, the numbers he put up. Yes, the MVP is about the numbers, but being the most influential player on the team, you know, being a leader and all that stuff doesn't mean Ty, you have to put up the best Ty, numbers. Do yourself a favor. Go watch game six and watch KG. Absolutely. Absolutely dominate Paul Gasol, and that's the reason they won that mm-hmm. title. Series are made See, in one game. I, I agree. I'm just saying, go watch games. Go watch the whole goddamn series. <laughs> okay. Most 
What is what does MVP stand oh for? God. Most valuable player. <laughs> and that was a six game series. That's a pretty good sample That's, size against you think, Kobe Bryant. And, and, and if you Jackson, think they were gonna give that to KG anyways, you're crazy. Well, if he was the most valuable player, I think yeah. they would have re- reasonable minds would have given. Go him the most ask, go ask Paul. You can go ask freaking Paul Pierce, who was the most valuable player on the team. He'll tell you KG. Yeah, he would have said it's me. Nah, he would on the jump right now. I'm more valuable than that guy. I'm on nah, the jump. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. Now so, he's being dumb. KG, before we go get too stupid, KG is a finalist to get into the Hall of Fame this year. Tim Duncan as well, Kobe Bryant as well, of course. All three of them are going to get in. No, it would be stunning if one of those three didn't get in this year. Um, the other guy that some people seemed surprised about was Chris Bosh, was not a finalist. Obviously, that's he did not – What? So that, that's ridiculous. He's a first battle Hall of Famer. He's, he's a legit superstar. Like, he was on title-winning teams. Oh, here we best go. Player. <laughs> oh, my God. Make me want to puke. Give me your best reason why why Chris Bosh should not be a first ballot and be a Hall of Famer. No, I, you want you make me puke because here we go. Let's let's gush over Chris Bosh, but you can't tell me KG wasn't like it's like, dude. <laughs> do we even watch the same sport? Go ahead, Ty. He's your, I'm done. I don't want to get okay. away in this. Have I? Oh, we've been arguing about Kevin Garnett for a while. Have I ever said Kevin Garnett does not deserve to have his number retired? Now let's let's just talk about, about the Celtics. Talk about Chris. No, no, Bryant. no. You said Ray has to get it if if Cage is going to get it. Yeah. I, no, I said I said Big Three deserves it. If, if it's all or nothing, Big Three. Right. No, I think Kevin Garnett's the best player of those big. I think Kevin Garnett was probably the best player of those big three in that series. Though he was not. He was not named that. Okay. Well, my Paul point Pierce, is Paul Pierce deserves to have his number retired by the Celtics on his own. He doesn't. He's one hundred percent. Yeah. Obviously yeah, got 100%. that already, but yeah. But, but, but I was going to say, though, is Chris Bosh was a legit, like, superstar oh, in Toronto. Superstar. Like, they had nothing. Superstar. They had nothing. Superstar. They, they have two players in the history of their franchise. It's Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, and – well, it's actually three. And Chris Bosh. That's Good it. Math they have Chris, nobody. Chris, Chris Bosh has never been a superstar, but all right, keep going. <laughs> Bro, we were all throughout – in middle school and high school, that's eight years. They had nobody. Antonio McDice yeah. and, and – Exactly. The era, they're not relevant. He was an all-star. Chris yeah. Bosh was an all-star caliber player, not a superstar. Okay. okay. How about this? So when Chris Bosh wasn't good enough to cut it on his own team like Kevin Garnett was, they were both traded and they won titles in their new cities. No, Chris no, Bosh won no, a Toronto, title. Toronto, he, he didn't – No, no, no. You got like that Kevin wrong. Garnett. He didn't get traded. He left to go join them because he's soft. So, okay, but anyway, so, keep going. My point is that they're both first-team Hall of Famers. Like, Kevin Garnett should be as well. Chris Bosh should K- also be a KG first-team Hall KG was legit a superstar in the NBA. Chris Bosh was an all-star. That's different level. There's levels to this shit. All right? So, <laughs> like, let's get that right. Wait, wait, wait. Ty, do you hey, have- Chris Bosh won titles. Why, right? Why he won was, titles. Why, so, he must be a superstar. Kevin, why was Kevin Garnett a superstar? Because he played oh, in time out, time on, time on, on winning time championship K- teams. KG, if you can't tell me that if you if you're dead serious, you think Chris Bosh is a better player than Kevin Garnett? Then that, that's when we just we can't have a conversation. Anymore. Are they are they on the same that. level in your book, Ty? On the same level? What do you mean? The same? I level? mean, I, I would both put them in first team Hall of Famers, but I don't think I would ever take Chris Bosh over Garnett. Okay, if we're talking about uh, if we're talking about like elite power forwards within the game, because obviously they both play the same position, we can we can go there with this. I mean, you put Tim Duncan right. We we're putting Tim Duncan at the top, right, guys? We fine with that? Yeah, of course. Okay, so if we're putting him at the top, I would be willing to bet KG has to be top five. Yeah, Dirk Barkley and Malone are all three better right there. So I mean. He's a fringe top five if he is a top five. K- well, you're K- taking K- no, no, no. KG. You're taking Barkley over. Dirk. It's all you're good. Ta- 
you're taking Barkley over KG. I mean, I've been pretty young to watch Barkley, but I think that would be it. That's not that doesn't seem to be crazy. I'm I'm taking I'm taking KG over him. Now, where's KG on your list? I think Duncan's one A, KG's one B. That's what I think. What? All time Kevin Garnett one A? Yeah, that's my opinion. Yes, from what I've watched, I'm not I I am not a person that goes in like diff, like the '80s and say Kevin McHale. Kevin McHale was a great basketball player. I just I didn't watch him, so I don't. I, I try to stay in my own. You know, zone. How about a guy who okay. retired last year? How about a guy who retired last year? The best European player ever, Dirk no. Nowitzki. KG was a better player than. Oh Dirk. my God! Why? Because oh, he God. scored? Like, dude, no! Like basketball is more than just stats and how many Dirk, points he scored. KG was incapable of ever leading his oh, own team yep. to an NBA championship, and Dirk had no problem beating LeBron and doing uh, that. Yeah, because LeBron. Yeah. Okay. KG couldn't do that. KG could barely even like do anything. He got to the Western yep. Conference Finals in Minnesota. That was it. Listen, you can take you can. T- I'm not saying Dirk's not a great player. I didn't. I'm I'm saying KG's a better basketball player than Dirk. Yes. There's Sorry. no way you can ever say that. That is ridiculous. Okay. That's ridiculous. Dirk, okay. Dirk Dirk has one of the best jumpers in the history of the game. Oh, now he has the best. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I said one of the best. Yeah. He has one the of best the best fall away. The okay. best fall away in the history of the league. History. Nobody. History. Nobody. Yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody Kobe, Kobe did. Nah, Kobe. Kobe one, did. Yeah. Or yeah. Jordan. Dirk, Dirk's better. Dirk's better at the fall away than Kobe and, and Michael Jordan. Yeah, then you're an idiot. Okay. Over over Kobe? Ty, what are you talking about? <laughs> His Dude, shot is drunk. unblockable. He's drunk. I don't know what he's talking. He actually was drinking with Glenn before this. I can't. I, I yes, can't have. I, I can't argue basketball. <laughs> people just say stupid shit like that. Kobe, oh. He gets so upset. Well, I'm looking so, at a Bleacher Report and, list right and, now, and they have KG as the number two behind Duncan. The other yeah. guy I was going to bring up was Malone, too. But, yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, Malone, again, I just didn't watch I, – I didn't watch them – I, Malone. Obviously, Malone, yeah, he, Malone was, Malone yeah. was like kind of before us a little I bit. Just, I try not – I try to get – like the birds – when we talk about small forwards, like I've watched Larry game film. I just didn't grow up watching it like live, so it's just. But yeah, but you, Larry, Larry's a oh, you, you call him a small forward or power forward because yeah, he played with with him. Whatever. So it's like yeah, KG's top five guy. Where do you put Bosh in all that tight? That's kind of what I was trying to get at. How we got here. In in the top fifteen. Would you would you put him top fifteen? Would you put him top twenty five? Because I don't think I'd put him in. Uh, I don't, wouldn't I, put him anywhere near know. KG. That's my now point. Now that I'm looking, <laughs> now that I'm looking at. I don't. Yeah, I don't think a, I would put, hey, Bosh is a superstar in the league, so. <laughs> Bosch was di- Bosch was one of the best players in the in the history of the Raptors. I don't I don't know why that's 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 you not a called him a you called him a superstar in the NBA. That's what you said. <laughs> yeah, when you're a top fifteen player in your generation, you're not a super. They- no, 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 no. Listen, I told you yes. there's levels there's levels to that shit. No, so LeBron and and, and Bosch are on the same level because LeBron's a superstar in the NBA. That's ridiculous. You if you call someone a super. Do you not listen to like basketball? A superstar is like top three, top five. Okay, you're you're literally saying when I call someone a superstar, yes, I'm literally saying they're, that's they're, what they're you, the exact same player. Do you uh, do no. you ever talk basketball with people? That's what superstars are. This is what happens when you actually piss him off. You've actually upset him. Oh, Just so you that know. means they're even. No, Zion is not but, a super. No, you don't. Zion he's not a superstar in the superstar. league. Delete your Twitter account if you don't oh think that he's God. not a superstar. Zion Williamson is literally one of the biggest superstars in the history of okay. basketball right now. Every every kid that watches the league knows Zion. They follow him on Instagram. They watch his YouTube highlights. 
Zion okay. Is, See, this, in, Nick, this is why I can't have arguments. This is why I can't have Okay, so uh, he's – he, Based in fact, he is Zion a, literally is one of the most popular players in the history of the league in the last 10 years, and he played like 20 I'm, games. I'm talking about like – He's a – wait, 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 wait. He is a super – Zion is a superstar, but yes. he is not a superstar player yet. He is not league. at that level. He is not on that. He, he has the talent yeah, to get I there, mean, but he's not. You clearly know. You, you clearly know. I'm not arguing that Zion is a superstar level. Matt does not. not. That's why I'm just letting you two you idiots argue. You literally said Chris Bosh was. That's what you said. That's where the real issue is because I That's don't agree with that either. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Bananas. Go, I don't mean Bosh Chris, was an elite player when he played. So okay, it's not superstar elite. I think no. Bosh he's an, he was an all. He was an all star. He was an all star. They all star elite. I can see how there's like oh, a yeah. middle ground there, but he. I don't mean Bosh that is was so disparaging. That uh, there, there is there's a difference. We've had clowns like DeAndre Jordan make the All Star game. Don't even put him in the same like sentence. Like, come but on. here's the thing. Say, but when you say a guy's a superstar, that means that he is like constantly getting in. Right? I mean, not constantly, but a pretty decent amount getting into All NBA consideration or, or getting at least third team. Right? Well, that's your Bosch definition. I'm saying, like, I'm saying Bosch. literally, you turn on Sports Center, everybody talks about about Zion Williamson. That is superstar. That is right. a stardom. That does not mean he's a fucking like, a best player in the league. I'm saying he is literally a star. He, a star shines bright on every show he's ever on because it's all I talk about. <laughs> Zion and LeBron. That's it. That's okay. all I'm saying. But we're that's not, all I'm arguing. I, I'm talking about Bosh right now. No, no, no. But we're ta- I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it back to Bosh and how he wasn't a yeah, superstar. With Bosh, he, he, he was the biggest player in Canada for like eight years. I don't, and he wasn't able to win. And then he got, he went to, to the heat and joined a big three, the same thing Kevin Garnett did. And he won titles as the third best player on one of the, of the best dynasties in the history of the NBA. Why are we downplaying Chris Bosh? Like he was a freaking scrub. We're not. You just said you're giving him too. We both, Matt and I both agree. You're giving him a little more credit than he deserves. Now, My thing. I, I will. I, I will admit. I just looked at the uh, first ballot all all NBA list, and like, there's not a whole lot of players I would take Chris Bosh. I mean, almost all of these players I would take Chris Bosh over, except for like Grant Hill. How did Grant Hill make the first NBA? Uh, I'm sorry, the first ballot all uh, all fame. They whatever, keep track the first of that famer. stuff. That's surprising. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Grant. I mean, he had a obviously really strong start to his career and everything, and he was great in college. Um, that is the other thing that goes in his favor is they consider it's not just the NBA Hall of Fame; it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. So I'm sure that helped his case a little bit. But when I look at when I look at Bosch, I mean, I think he deserves to get in based on the way the Basketball Hall of Fame goes about its business in, in, in electing guys. I mean, he's 11 time All Star. He's not a scrub, but. This whole idea, like, oh, he got robbed. He should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He, I mean, maybe if he was with his contemporaries and lasted a little bit longer, like these guys are not his. Like KG, Kobe, and and, and Tim Duncan are not his guys. Like, he played against them and everything, but he did not come up with them. It would have looked a little odd to me if he wasn't in there. You know what I mean, Matt? Sure thing. I I just. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop talking. I'm just yeah. going to listen. I'm just going to listen. Well, you can't just listen because Ty just got lost on the call. Oh, he so. did? Thank God. Yes. All right. Is yes. he gone? Think, Is he yeah, gone? Zoom, right. Zoom kicked him out because they were yeah, so annoyed you know, with Ty. They heard, they heard his Chris Bosh antics, so he kicked his ass off. The the last thing that I think I wanted to touch on, um, I know we I know that was it. the Rockets added Carroll and they added Green. And, I mean, that, that 
fine, whatever. I really want to talk more about this beeline chaos over in Cleveland. I guess Andre Drummond, when he got there, was already like, this is worse than Detroit, which does that surprise you at all? Both, both franchises suck. Why would he think – did he think it was going to be better in Cleveland? Because if he did, I feel bad for him a little bit. Or, or he's just an idiot. Well, that, I wouldn't put that past him. The other thing is that Shams – let's see, Shams, Joe Varden, and Jason Lloyd, all of the athletic, had uh, did some reporting on this, and they talked to some players. I don't know who talked to who necessarily. Ty, we, I know we lost you there. We've moved on to the beeline stuff. In Shams' article – Okay, he talked to it. I think it's three players. He doesn't say if it's a different player each one. It might be two guys. I don't think it's just one. But the first thing, you know, first thing one of the guys says, I don't know how it got to this point. Then another guy said that Beeline was a dictator, not a coach suited for today's NBA. Now, Ty, he is he coached Mitch in college, correct? Yeah, he coached Mitch in college, and Mitch thought he was going to be, a, like, a legit, like, success in the NBA. It was kind of strange that people – he failed as fast as he did, in my opinion. This is – it is crazy. I mean, even though he was in Cleveland, he's there – he's leaving, and he's leaving – well, actually, he, apparently they got a new role for him over there. I have no idea what the hell that's about. But he's leaving two mil- – I'm sure they were adjusting his contract, but he was going to get $12 million over the next four years. And you're just going to walk away from that. But I think the pro- – and I don't know if he's – I'm curious if you guys think he's done coaching in the league. Again, I don't know if it's Shams or Varden or whatever. His tenure in Cleveland essentially ended during a film session on January 8th in a Detroit hotel of all places. That's when he called his players thugs during a film session. He insisted later he meant to say slugs, and he tried to apologize the next day. But a number of the players never really embraced his explanation. In fact – some of them thought it was an insult to their intelligence, one player told The Athletic. And then this is a quote from, one, from that player. He was, uh, there was no coming back from that. Knowing that, do you guys think that he may be screwed like, in terms of coaching in the league again? Yeah, it's over. I, I tend um, to agree. I think it was over for him before that slug, thugs comment because if you trust and respect your coach, and we've all played for many coaches before, if a guy, mm. if a guy screws up like that and you – are unsure of whether it's a misspeak. Like this is in, in some people's minds, he just misspoke. Mm-hmm. If you respect your coach and you believe that he did misspeak, then you would give him the benefit of the doubt. These guys clearly had no respect for John Beeline because mm-hmm. immediately they were like, that that rubbed us wrong. So mm-hmm. something was boiling up there for a while to like put him over the edge of like, all right, that was it. That was the point where we were like, all right, screw this guy. What I, what I have a real problem with is like, Got, like idiots like Michael David Smith, who writes for um, Pro Football Talk, he's coming out acting like he's some basketball genius. And I'm trying to pull up the quote here from his tweet because he just tweeted about it and tried to make him seem like he's, you know, a basketball genius here. He said, the amazing thing isn't that John Beeline didn't even last one season in the NBA. The amazing thing is that Beeline and Dan Gilbert didn't realize this was going to crash and burn. Everyone knew Beeline was a college coach who wouldn't last in the NBA. And I've been seeing a ton of this on Twitter. It's like, I don't think anybody realized or even like had a belief that Beeline was going to bomb. Like, no, Beeline, I mean, I, we all thought the Cavs were going to suck. That was pretty much like, it. Everybody should have known that. One, but, but year one doesn't define you as an NBA coach. And like, this no. guy's had a track record of winning at Michigan, building programs at West Virginia, developing talent, developing NBA talent, mm. and has been loved by everybody in the basketball community. So why are clowns like Michael David Smith and other guys on Twitter saying, oh, this is, this is no surprise. Like, everybody knew this guy was going to suck. Well, you're only saying that because, like, 
He had no track record of success this year. And he's a nice guy who he's soft. Like, okay, yes, it's easy to push him over. Like that might not, that might be the reason why he, he didn't succeed in the NBA is because he probably is a pushover. Mm. But like to say that, like, Oh, everyone knew that he was going to fail in the NBA. Like that's just revisionist history. And like you, mm. Not you, but this idiot Michael David Smith on Pro Football yeah. Talk, like he knows what he's talking about. It's like, well, no, like Beeline is one of the most successful college coaches we've had in a long time. Like he's mm-hmm. damn good at his job. He's not yeah. an idiot. I don't, I don't get, I don't get that at all. But that's, you, you know, what? I do get it. It's just like you said. It's just someone trying to sound like they're smart and act like they know what's going on. Like they've been paying attention the whole damn time. They have no idea. My only concern for this guy is if I'm him, you know. Is this going to impact – I know that he's getting like some new role in the organization, which I don't know what the hell that's about. But does this bring an end if you want to keep coaching? Is this going to impact if you want to get back into college? Because I'm sure he's going to have to, you know, go – you know, tuck his tail between his legs and go back to the college ranks if he ever wants to coach again. I just wonder if this will have a trickle-down effect to the other guys where it's like to, – to, to other players like, hmm, they didn't like him in the league. I don't know if I want to play for him either. I, would I don't know. I think that. it's tough to come back from it. I – Either college or anything. I, I mean, but again, other people, Patino's done it, you know. Uh, yeah, that's true. Guys from the NFL have flared out in the NFL and gone back and been successful in college. So, I mean, I think at the end of the day, like, I, I, I don't know why any of these guys would go coach in the league. I don't know. Like, a guy like, uh, you know, uh, you had tweeted it the other day um, from Villanova. Sorry. I'm drunk. Uh, Jay Wright, yeah, going to the Knicks. Wow, I can't believe I forgot his name. It's, all, it's, all second. it's been a long day. Anyway, um, yeah, like Jay Wright, I think he's an outstanding college bat. I think he's one of the best teachers of the game, like just college, you know, at the college level. And why, you got it made. Like, you got kids that come in, they want to play for you, right? They're not making a whole you – you're not making more money than you, so they're going to work hard for you. Like, why, I don't know. Why would you want to go coach in the NBA? You're just managing egos, to be honest with you. You're not really coaching. Yeah, it's definitely uh, – well, I mean, uh, you think Brad doesn't coach at all? You think Pop – I think – no, different. no. I, again, I, I, I do think they coach, but I'm just saying, like, in some scenarios, like, like these guys who go, you know, Brad had to work a lot to earn their respect. I'm just saying, how much coaching do you do at the college level compared to the NBA? Yeah, it's definitely, you're definitely more about managing personalities and understanding how to deal with those guys and everything like that. I, I get what you mean – in that sense, and not everybody's made for that. Follow up in that point, Nick. Wouldn't you as – am I crazy to say this, that the the best basketball minds are in college basketball? Matt? I say, I say, I say a lot of them are in college basketball. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a big pop guy. I think Brad Stevens knows ball, but oh, yeah. that's tough. I, I think there are a, a lot of very, very good college basketball coaches. It's like what you guys just mentioned, like you have to manage like personalities and salaries and playing guys who like expect to play and shit. But like, I feel like in college, it's so much more like just simplified. Like you are able to mold your team the way you want and you're able to influence them and, and decide what offense is good for your guys. Whereas in the NBA, it's like, here's your team and you know, it's LeBron's team and you're going to roll the ball out there. And it's, yeah. It's his offense. I, I, I would agree with that. Cause in the NBA, usually you have a GM who's, who's molding your team where in college basketball, you have, you, you're picking your own guys. Yeah. You're recruiting your own guys. So, right. I don't know. I just, I, I, I just say if, if I'm, you know, Jay Wright, I'm any of these big time, college, I don't understand why this, especially just to see, what just, you know, we just saw what happened to the guy, you know, you know, beeline. Like, why the hell would you want to go deal with that? Because you're going into you're going into a team that sucks. That's the thing. <laughs> it's not yeah. like you're going to some 
you know, and you got to be lucky enough. Like, you know, Brad, I think Brad was lucky enough to get some guys to help him out along the way. You know, would that have happened to Beeline in the Cavs? Who knows? Because that franchise is such a disaster. I'm- as much as those teams are like a good place to get – in the past been a good place to get started. I mean, when Brad came to the Celtics, right, they were in a, in a rebuild, so it was a good time for him. You got to look at the organization as a whole. It's like – What's their history like? If I'm a coach, I don't want to start with the Cavs. I don't want to start with the Knicks or any any of these franchises that are just absolute chaos. I wouldn't even know if I'd want to start start with the Hawks because they don't exactly have the greatest track record. Yeah, no stability. Exactly. So why am I going to go and try that out? I'd rather just – I don't know. The Kings maybe too is another one. I don't know if I'd want to go there either. There's just – too, that's not fair to the, the Kings. The reason, the reason they get some of these coaches is because they just throw a, a, a ton of money at them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, but, but I hate to tell you, these dudes in college basketball make – I mean, what does Coach K make? He probably makes $11 million a year. Not in over four years. He probably makes it a year. This dude's got it made. I, I, don't, I would never leave. If I'm in one of these big-time programs, I would never leave. Do you guys have anything else so- – First take strolls into NBA All-Star Weekend in Chicago and Stephen A and Skip Bayless and the idiot Molly Kiram and um, they're on stage and I don't know where they're in Chicago, but they're banning people from wearing Fire Guard Packs t-shirts. They wanted to wear them to like the crowd, the live studio audience, whatever. Oh. And so like they're, they're actively choosing, ESPN is to not have people in the audience that are wearing anti-Bulls t-shirts, which is ridiculous in my mind, whatever, you can buy these people for free. Anyways, it's a separate point. So Zach Levine's up there, and it's a couple days before All-Star Game, and uh, Max Kellerman asked a controversial controversial question, a question that should have been asked. Um, You know, do you have faith in this ownership, uh, Gar Foreman and John Paxson, to get you what you need? Because you're the guy, and, you know, your team's not very good right now. It's a good question. And, you know, Zach asked the right way or answered the right way, basically said, like, ah, you know, we're, we're doing our best, blah, blah, blah. And as he's answering the question, the fans go, fire, guard packs, blah, 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 fire, guard packs, and they clap, of course. Wow. Molly's, like, oh, whoa, 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 it's, uh, it's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. Please don't, please don't, come on. <laughs> Shut up, whatever. Molly is just in the way all the time. She literally has no value to that show. It should be Max and Stephen A. That's it. Because Max and Stephen A weren't shutting that up. That is literally what Max Kellerman wanted, was to get an elicit. He wanted to elicit a reaction out of Zach Levine, and little yes. did you know that reaction would come from the fans. The fans are so fed up with Garpax, they're literally saying on national TV to fire the ownership. And, like, there's just, like, no buzz at all about the Chicago Bulls at all from the whole weekend. It was just – it was so frustrating for a guy who – I couldn't tell you the last time the All-Star game went to Chicago. If it ever 88. went in my – so it's the first time in my lifetime, and this weekend was like nothing to me. Like it was, you know, Zach Levine didn't uh, participate in the dunk contest like he should have. There was no NBA All Stars from Chicago. It was an embarrassment, and nothing's gonna happen. But you know, hopefully something starts to happen beyond this movement of you know chance on first take. But I doubt it. I feel for you, brother. They suck. There's no two ways about it. You got some good players there, but they don't have. They don't nearly have enough. In a They're time the where in Chicago, the friggin' Knicks in Chicago is who they are. Jeez, that's that's mean. But you, I don't know how Horrible far. Off. Ownership, bad coaching, not a whole lot of talent to build around. Matt, yeah, you got anything to add before uh, we get rolling? Yeah, just you know, if the Bulls and the Knicks get Chris Bosh, you know, a real superstar, maybe they'll be better. <laughs> I personally would go for Zion Williamson if that were me. 
<laughs> all right. We will talk to you guys all again next week. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be all right with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.